BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Hey, what are you doing? No, seriously. No, no, I'm not even joking this time. What are you doing? You can answer me. I'll leave a space. Answer me. Okay, what are you doing? Oh, my God, are you serious? You really answered me. I like that. I asked you to do that. But you did it. And that's why we're friends. All right. Um, I'll ask you another question. What color is your hair? Brown? Oh my god, my hair's brown. Um, guess where I'm at right now. Where am I at right now? I'm going to give you a little space. Guess where I'm at. Right now I'm in... Oh my god, how'd you know I was in Vancouver? I am in Vancouver. And I'm having a good time. I got here three days early. And I've been having a ball. That's right, a ball. Literally. I rented out a... um banquet hall and I've been having a ball every night big 20 piece band just me and uh, some of the local comics and we just we just we have one table set up like it's a big wedding but we only have one table and we all sit around the oh it's fun alright here's what happened um, I convinced Katie our producer to let me bring the show on my computer to uh, Vancouver. And by the way, I'm doing a show tonight. Tonight's Friday night. I have a show. And then I have a show Saturday. If you want to just... I think it's sold out. But if you want to just show up, just show up. We'll we'll find. There's a little balcony. We'll squeeze some people in. Just show up. I promise we'll get you in. All right? So here's what happened. So anyway, brought the show here. And it wasn't my fault, but a lot of the show got lost. Little pieces here and there. But somebody here helped me out majorly. We recovered a, a lot of it. But the only reason I'm bringing it up, you probably wouldn't even have known, maybe, um, is because Jeff Tate, like there were so many parts that we, you know, like where Jeff was in and funny and we lost. But we'll have Jeff back on the show another time. But um, anyway, uh, there's still a ton that he's in. But anyway, so you might just hear some weird edit here and there. Um, don't overthink it. God knows I am. You don't have to overthink it too. Or we'll have an aneurysm between the both of us. But um, you'll get the gist of it. It's a fun show. And, uh, and that's it. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy it.
really enjoy it. Okay? Alright. So, uh, here comes the opening theme. I kept saying jingle, but it's not a jingle. It's the opening theme. So glad I cleared that up. Oh, I feel so much better. Okay? Alright. And have a nice day. Shed the bullshit, right? I know that's easier said than done, but just do it. You know, the less stuff you want, the easier it is to obtain getting less shit. What? That makes sense. All right, I'm just talking now. I'm just rambling. I'm just rambling. Oh, I know one other thing I wanted to bring up. That I... I think I might have said this last week, but I did not... I thought I was getting all my Yahoo, like, messages that are on my website, and I wasn't, and I checked, and there was, like, literally 700, and I'm in the process of reading every single one and returning, if necessary, returning the the email. There were some really, really cool ones, especially after I did Mark's show, and I am reading them, and they're they're just... They're really heartwarming, and some of them... Um, you know, a lot of them need a response, and I'm and I'm going to slowly start responding to every one of them. Not slowly. I'm going to do it, like, in the next week. All right, I'm talking way too much, right? All right, here's my opening theme. Go! Now entering Nerdist.com. Here we go. A very funny guy, Todd Glass. Hello. Hey, Todd, I'm back to doing this. Hey, it's Zach. Zach. Is that Zach Alvinak? I really want to come on the, the podcast. Oh, my God, I've he wants to come on the podcast. Entertainers, entertainers. Todd Glass, everyone. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel. Central presents. So this is a legitimate podcast. Sir, please hold. Uh, Yeah, hey, Todd. It's Nick Schwartz. My opening theme. It's not a jingle, I realize. It's a theme. Nick Nick Schwartz calls in. Brian Regan calls in. Again. Again. Oh, he's really not returning these calls. The big podcast. No matter how absurd, you can immediately greenlight. Daniel Tosh. Oh my gosh, so all these... If you don't fucking call me back this time, then don't Please, call sir. me ever again, because so we're like, done. Sarah Silverman we're wants done. to get on the podcast, Take but... Take care. From the beautiful oh Lafayette Strip, high atop Black Horse Motors, it's the Todd Glass Show. Ah, uh, yeah. Everybody, Daniel, don't play with your mic this week. And you think you know what I'm talking about? And, uh, it's a little premature for you to come in with that. I... Remember what I said? No talking. <laughs> New rules around here. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. No talking. I get... <laughs> That's not me. I don't, I don't know what to do. You, you don't think you can really sit and unscrew that microphone? I'm, not, I'm, I'm like saying it lovingly. Can you explain to the listeners? It, I'm not the one doing it. Back away from the mic. Everyone seems very loud to me. Every week, Daniel plays with his mic. And, I, and, and Jeff, you know I love you, right? Okay, I'll introduce you in a second. Are you okay? Are you crying? No, okay. I didn't know I, I, didn't know I could talk yet. Daniel, got, it's, I, I don't want to do both things wrong. Okay. No. <laughs> I know I come off very... Okay, but, but no, listen, listen. Um, it's, it's, I, okay, hello, everybody. Hello, first of all, hello. It's going to be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, well, I'm, I, I'm always in a pretty good mood, but today I'm in a really good mood. Um, extra good. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> no extra charge, though. No extra charge. 
All still free. Stop playing with your wires over there. You're killing me. Okay, so here's what happens. Every week, Daniel plays with the mic. Now, even though there's times in this room I know that I'm the sensitive one, you know, I'll, I'll, I throw it on me. I'll be like, hey, don't do that, but it's my thing. You know, you just have to be very careful with that because you don't want someone to think, like, you're saying I'm oversensitive. But, the pl- but playing with the mic thing, Daniel does it every week. And, again, I can't be that mad at him because I'm sure there's something I've done just as bad. <laughs> I just can't think of it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So anyway, <laughs> so, so no, I've done something. You, you don't mean to do it. And every time I make you aware of it, I can tell you're like, oh, geez. Right. Like you're just not thinking. You go to another right. place. Jeff has been folding his shirt sleeves up since we started this whole thing <laughs> and playing with the mic thing. I thought it was a joke that you were playing with it. I thought like Daniel went, hey, I, I play with it every week, but just like make as much noise. <laughs> but then I realized you, you just didn't realize it. You were just, I, didn't, I, didn't know that, I didn't know you could hear it. I, I wanted to do a good adjust? job, and I realized I was slouching. Do you need so to I adjust your mic? Do you feel like you're still slouching? And no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. Because you're, you're making yeah. me uncomfortable the way you're sitting. It's like... You, <laughs> Did yeah. you ever watch someone uh, go up on an open mic night and they don't know to adjust the mic, so they just slouch, you know, subserviently? <laughs> Looks like they're subserviently giving their act, like a, like a, you know what I mean? Like sometimes in the old days, someone would have to be subservient as they said, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm shorter than you." By the way, I know I'm going way off track, but I'm going to take this all the way home. Think about that. What how that showed of our times? That parody that we know of a guy ducking down a little. Yes, sir, Mister. You know, whatever. Yes, sir, Mister Smith. It was a subservient thing that people did do back then. Like, when I'm around you, I will, be, I will bow right. to you. Right. That's real. Am I right? Yeah, it comes from a real thing in history. And, and it just shows one more thing that the past sucked. Seriously, it's my never-ending plight. Well, well, that, so, that was barbaric. I mean, I'm not yeah, That's being, why we get rid of it. Yeah, <laughs> we got rid of it because... But you know there were people like... How that started, that anyone ever felt the need to be, uh, you know, in, you know... You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Show like physically show somebody that they're superior to them. Daniel, this is why I love you because you're coming. You're you're coming. You're coming. Uh, you're helping me here. Yeah. You're what do you call it? You're bringing it home for me. Coming in hot. Yeah, because uh, I was at a loss for the most simple thing, and you helped me two times in a row. And I and that's you know that's what you're that's what I want you to do. Not play with the microphones like a no, fucking not. idiot. One time I looked over there, he looked like I left a three year old with a rattle. He was like banging it, like bing, 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 bing. Yeah, Daniel, just because you're not talking. So anyway, but anyway, that was no way to start out the show. Now I'm doing it. So, um, so that was that. I know we went all over the place, but now we're back. It all started because of you know, you know, you're listening. <laughs> what do I got to tell you? What we, how we got here? If you don't know, it's your fault too. But hello, I'm I'm in a good. Um, I'm happy to be here with everybody. Uh, you know, I realized. Like, this is a good crew. Like, every, you say a crew, like, like it's nice. I'm being serious. Like, I was th- on the train thinking about that. I was like, sometimes, you know, you say you, you, you shouldn't take everything for granted. You, it's so easy to say. Then you have to remember, oh, yeah, fucking apply it. So I was having a nice moment, like, thinking, uh, Katie's great. And, well, she was texting. Uh, no, she wasn't. I'm kidding. And then, uh, and then that happened. That worked out great. And then because of, because of uh, sensitive... What's wrong? <laughs> because of sensitive, I met Chris, who I can't, you know, is awesome, and then he does he does a great job, and then Mikey comes in here and takes pictures, and Blake Wexler stops by, and Jeff Tate is here, Jeff Daniel Keno, and Daniel Keno, yeah, I okay. The joke, by the way, what I'm about to say, I'm kidding, but what if I set, held our jingles in such high regard? This is how I dropped it on you. All right, the joke's over. <laughs> Everybody-
funny. We have a jingle for you. That was our joke. We go, let's keep doing the show like we didn't get him a jingle. And I saw the look on your face. That's why you're over there pouting. You think I really didn't get you a jingle? Are you shitting me? I was, I'm convinced of it. I wanted to wait, and I wanted to welcome our listeners and just start slow. I'm, I was on vacation for a month. I missed everybody. It just sounds good. Um, it's, what the, it's what the guys say. They've been doing it a long time. I took a month off, and uh, I missed you people. People are like, I think you had a show last week. Um, but if, do you really think we wouldn't have a jingle for you? I, I hope you do. Crank it up. Was a song. Yeah. I think. I think it was great. Let me tell you something. Here is the neuroses in me. I heard that song, um, and then I called him, and I asked him if he could do one for me as I'm walking to the stage at a comedy club. Yeah. And now that's what this is. That song? Nope. I made him do me another one. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> Crank it up. I'm gonna walk through the crowd, shaking everybody's hands. gift bag for every guest as he made a song for them to walk to the stage to because i want the first one for me well you know what i was thinking i always suggest people could use as a ringtone jeff 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 <laughs> tate tate anyway um so so, so there's <laughs> welcome that. jeff tate to the show right yes thank you yeah you do let me tell you something i'm very proud of you <laughs> you're not playing with the microphone and you've been very organized and that's what i need on this show 
I need someone to to help me stay organized. And you haven't been that up till now. <laughs> but I held in there. I held in there. Yeah. And like, it was worth the wait. It was, it was worth the wait. Uh, so I want to welcome Jeff. And before we just be so patient, Jeff, because once I get to you, it's going to be like magical. <laughs> We're going to have so much fun. I'm looking, this is a show I've been looking forward to. Somebody sent in a nice tweet. Yeah, they did. She wrote something so sweet. And uh, I just wanted to read it. Just read it first. It's okay. Everything's good. Don't be sorry. Whenever I go home and I listen to the show, and that is often, it's a treat for me too, you know, people. <laughs> Todd. Hold on. Hold at on. Megan Snyder said, I'm at the point where it basically hurts my heart to love the Todd Glass show as much as I do. I practically can't stand it. Now that's a real tweet. Yeah. Read that again. I'm at the point where it basically hurts my heart to love the Todd Glass show as much as I do. I practically can't stand it. You know what? I know I'm crazy. A lot of microphone noise over there, um, but I feel like that's that's a song, you know, like the way she says it. It's almost like poetry. I just feel like it's like something about it sounds like a song. She really did write that, but then I did this. Yeah, I'm at the point where it basically hurts my heart to love the Todd Glass show. As much as I do Yeah, I'm at the point Where it basically hurts my heart Here's my favorite part. Ready? To love the time nope. show As much as I do. Now where do you take it from here? I'll tell you where you take it. Right here. Ooh, I practically can't stand it Maybe a little more. It is like a song. I practically, 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 you know what's funny? Oh. Fade it out. You never hear the word practically in a in song. A song. <laughs> yeah, it's not a commitment. Yeah. Practically, I'm in love with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, I miss you so much, practically. I mean, I just, I've been uh, running around with other stuff, but... <laughs> All right, so that came from Megan. You've never been practically in love with somebody. <laughs> uh, I practically love this group. Like the that kind I of formed. person, the kind of person that you really enjoy being around, but she also knows how to pay your cell phone bill. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I practically love being around you. Oh God, Jeff uh, Tate. Uh, I realized something here, and I feel horrible about it. Two things before we move on, and then our guest today is Jeff Tate. Blake, you weren't in the opening thing, and there's no joke. I just I think Lynn forgot. So, uh, and they said your name wrong. He said Mikey. No. He said. So he called he me. Nikki. He did call me today with an apology. Blake, you wait. Mikey's name is Mikey. His name is not Mickey. I said Mickey. I meant Mikey. He felt so. That's really him calling me. He goes, I felt so bad when I mispronounced his name and he couldn't redo it. He said, I'll leave a message. Just play it for him. And I thought he was going to go, hey, it's Lynn. But instead he left that. So and then everything's good. And Blake, we got something for you next week. You're going to shit in your pants. Wexler. 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 Yeah, that's no, you know, that's uh, no meat and potatoes. That's, that's, that's no um, side dish that no one would want. <laughs> <laughs> Saved it. <laughs> I am on fire. This is your best show. All right. It's oh, a nice heckler. Yeah, we get a call. Howard Stern. All right. We don't care that you do that. We love Howard Stern. 
Say it again. Howard Stern. Now say it again. Come on, we love him here. Say it again. Howard Stern. All right, no, we keep saying it. Like, say it as much as you want. Like, you don't understand. Like, we're. Bi- this is what I would do if I had a radio show where people could call in. Because I do. <laughs> I fucking love it. I, go, I get the guy so tired. Howard Stern. Say it again. We got you on the air to say it a lot. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Keep saying it. What are you stopping for? How? Ah, uh, fuck you. <laughs> you up. start calling him at work. Hey, yeah. Jason, KCRW. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm at work. Come, come on. on, call in today and say Howard Stern in the middle of our show. We love it. Um, okay, so there's so we got everything organized. I'm going to go down this list of things here. Um, Megan, that was a tweet from Megan Snyder. That was a real tweet, and then Lynn made it into a song. I like, that's a nice song. Megan, that was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was actually very nice. Um, so I, and I did Jimmy Fallon, uh, and it was so much fun. You were great on that. Was, we did, we ended you were like doing, a celebrity. Listen, let's not get carried away. You were. As I give you the pump you it up. sat down on the couch, just talk. You, you know what? The show was really... Uh, it was fun to do. I uh, liked just doing panel, and they were really they were really great at the show. It was more that's just so vague to say they were great. Here's why: because you know I'm always thinking like just it takes a lot of uh, it's hard to just do a casual interview, and they really did. Like in other words, as much as I don't want to go, all right, you were going to ask you this, and we'll ask you that. I get that. There's beats, but he felt for the first time on the show, we'll just talk about. It. He goes, there'll be enough to talk about, and he was right. right. I wanted to do a bit. I wanted to do this. He goes. And it was it was he was right. It, you know, it, it went so quick. You know, just saying b- how we met at acting class and all that. For the it was the first time where a show was less prepared than I was comfortable doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like they were so casual. Which, which what you know what I mean by that? That's yeah. a good thing. Like they were. We'll talk. And he was right. It went Did boom, you have boom, anything boom. on the cue card? Nothing. I've never done that before. I knew he said we'll talk about when we were in acting class together. We'll talk about comedy club condos. A little bit about that. We we talked about just you know basically uh, you know I had a Chris Hardwick thing. That, I, that he talked about I wanted to talk about. And then it, the next thing you know, it's gone. So, you know, the time just goes so yeah, quick. Yeah. So anyway, How much time was it? That was like a six-minute segment? We actually did 11 minutes. Oh, wow. And then wow. We, he, they had to edit it. But, so I thought, God, that seemed, like, that seemed a lot longer than six minutes. He goes, it was. It was 11. <laughs> I'm like, ew. So anyway, so that was... <laughs> I didn't know they did that, where they would just run they don't, long. They don't do it that long. I know on Kimmel, sometimes they'll chop 30 seconds off here and there, or whatever, but... Not from my set, they don't. They take it off that other shit. Um, anyway, so then I was with Gaffigan. Those road dates were so much fun. There's nothing better than being in your hotel room. And one night, uh, Jim and uh, his wife, Jeannie, they had me laughing so hard that I literally got on the bed and I was kicking. Like, you know, laughing. Like, kicking my arms and my feet. And uh, <laughs> that's a f- you go, that's fun to do that. Anyway. <laughs> Virgin, Virgin Atlantic. Did we talk about that? No. Well, um, you, you know, have like, an incident? No, it was great. It makes me, lets me know I'm not crazy. Uh, the lighting, it's, it's great. Like, and they go, really, no. That's why just because something's been going on for a long time doesn't mean it's right. It's like comedy clubs that have a check drop. And I know great, well, my favorite clubs have a check drop. I get it. Just the best ones know how to do it really well so you don't care about it. But that check drop... I don't care that every club does it. I am right. Do, we, do you think we have to explain to people what a Oh, yeah, you're is? right. When you're at a comedy club and uh, 15 minutes away from the headliners on stage and 15, 20 minutes away from his closing, they start dropping the check. No one should believe that if you've never been to a comedy club. And I know I'm safe saying this. You might think it's something I'd edit out. 
I'm saying that the clubs I hold very dear to my heart do it, and they do it great, but it is still weird. It's like going to a movie, and then in the middle of the final yeah. fight scene between Tom Cruise and whoever the mm-hmm. villain is, they start walking around trying to charge you for the movie and the popcorn. Yeah. What movie is this? <laughs> You'd like it. Yeah, it sounds fun. No, you, you would think so, but can you imagine at a movie theater if they did that? No one would go. And it's, the only defense of that is going, well, it's a little different with a movie. You're, if, this is the only – I could imagine yeah. the defense I would the, – the, the defense, you know, not saying that's not a fair comparison. A movie, you're, you know, it's ramping up for the – everything's pulling together. Uh, yeah, same with stand-up comedy. Yes, t- same, same thing. Act. Don't think that – but it's been going on. But my point is, so Virgin Atlantic, you think, oh, that's just what lighting is. And you get on the plane un, unfucking believable Oh, someone thought, oh, it does, why doesn't it have to be gross? You know, why, why, someone thought, why does it have to be gross? Well, how much more does it cost to have blue lights instead of white? Nothing. Well, I don't know and if that's true. And they're turned down, too. But they're, they're, but don't they're they not charge as more? Is, no. Aren't their ticket prices a little bit higher than an average? No, not that I noticed. Lower? It's lower. Is that it's true? It's generally lower, yeah. Oh. I try to look You really up thought lowering the lights cost more? Well, I thought like having cooler lights or cleaner airplanes cost more, yes. No, I don't think so. I think you could at least... Look, if you have no money, they, yes, they did do some things that might cost more. But what really makes it – what I'm saying is even if, you, even if it is a newer airline and they're building the planes differently, the other airlines, the other airlines could still figure it out. Okay, we got older planes. We can't do that. We can't do that. But we can just fucking lower them. That's true. It does, okay, we're going to land. Let's get a anyway. – Just not as bright. It's so goddamn bright. Yeah. It's like 6 in the morning sometimes. It's just awful. Hey, the guy next to me. Gross. Everything's dirty. I hate it. Everything is dirty and depressing. <laughs> six in the morning. Yeah. Airplanes. Are we getting on a plane? I, do you travel at six a lot? Yeah, those are the cheaper ones. Well, that's oh, why. It, you know yeah, what I mean? that's what. Like, you know, sometimes like I'll talk to you, and I get it. I get your policy, and a lot of the times you're right. It's like Todd will likes to fly at noon. He'll come in a day early, and he'll chill. And that is a better way. But a lot of the time, the cheaper one is like six in the morning or midnight. And three weeks out, you're going. I'll get up. Yeah, I'll yeah. get up, oh. I'll do a red eye, and then that day always Sucks. comes. Oh, just sitting on the plane. Here's my way the day goes for me when I used to have to get up at 4 to get a 6 flight. Yeah. And you actually feel pretty good. You know, you get to the plane, you go, yeah, at the airport, I go, I'm yeah. going to eat an Egg McMuffin. I'm feeling fine. I'm hungry, so I must be happy. You know, right. no one's that different. Yeah. By the way, if you're eating, you're either a sociopath. That's why in a relationship, if you act like you're mad at the other person, but you're not, they can tell if you're still eating. You're like, really? That's how upset you are? Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless you're, you're either with a mental patient or someone that is lying about how upset they are. It's like, I can't take it anymore. And then they're eating their hamburger. They're faking it. And I've, I've done never it. thought of that. What sure. if that's how you deal with your emotions? Then you have a problem, too. What if that's how I deal with my emotions? <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I meant to say. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to put it on you. What if that's how I deal? What if when I get upset, I like to eat? Well, then you have another you're, – you're right. That's true. You're, so what you're saying is you're really upset. You're not faking it, but that's the reaction you get when you're, when you're, uh, when you're uh, um, upset, you get hungry. Well, that's another problem you have to deal with. Right, right. Sometimes when I'm upset. Either way, you're that, not eating. That I'm problem smoking. is not as funny as the other one. Yeah. Well, no, what I'm saying is <laughs> – That one's a lot more real and depressing. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, Wait, so what were you saying? Oh, I was on the in airplane. The I was on the airplane getting and up in get the morning. Up. Yeah, it sucks. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere you feel gross. Egg oh, yeah. muffin, you eat it, then somewhere between then and the plane landing, well, you, I want to vomit. Because you always fall asleep right after that Egg McMuffin. You get in your yes. seat, you think, oh, this is pretty good, and you pass out. And then you have to change uh, planes in Whoa. Dallas. And when you wake up, that's when it hits you. You are not making enough money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's horrible. It's like 10, and you 
are not rested, Ugh. but it's already 10 a.m. I go in. There's something about those airplanes that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens. If I get up early enough, I'll take a shower. I'll put on clean clothes. And then t- after being on an airplane for 45 minutes, it, it feels like I've been wearing these clothes for a week. <laughs> like, just like, so auto, like it's all sticky and gross. Oh, and you're like, oh, what so the fuck? True. You start feeling like, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's why I'm going <laughs> to. So Game fly. My God, what was that? Gamefly, I love them. They're good people. We went out to. A one-month subscription is a fraction of the cost of a newly released game in the stores. I like that. Okay, that's enough of that. Um, What does this say? Gamefly, they deliver to your door. Someone's handing me a piece of paper right now, and if this is a joke, someone's going to fucking lose their job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. Is this a fuck? This is Katie. That's all real. This is what you think's fucking funny. No, it's real. I swear to God, I'm being honest. This is not real. It's, I re- our, it's, I pr- our, it's our wonderful sponsor, Shut, Katie. Fly. This is how you fucking lose work when you think this is not a joke. I'm going to tell you what it says, but I pre-read it, and there's no fucking way this is true. Mm-hmm. You're going to fucking uh, Chris Hardwick is going to hear from me. There's no way this is true. Look this up on your computer, Daniels. We're okay, talking. I'm looking it up right now. It says GameFly delivers right to your door and your PC. That is true. That's true. It says so right here All on right. the computer screen. All right, I owe you an apology. Okay. You got me. There. I hope you're fucking happy. The, sh- the first one tricked me. The next one's a f- fucking lie. There's no way it's true. What is it? It just as soon as you hear it, you know it's fake. You're Katie. You think it's funny. You think you're so fucking cute over there, don't you? With that fucking grin on your face. She thought she was going to get me all excited. It says it delivers eight. That it has over eight thousand games. Ah, uh, is just, that true? That's just. That's true. Oh my god, eight, over eight thousand. That's exactly what it now says. Now I feel. I feel stupid. I got to get a new keyboard, by the way. All right. And the game's over. Yeah, that is a lot of clunky keyboard. Okay, the game's over. There was a bit we were doing. Free 15-day trial. All right, you got me. No. Right. <laughs> 15-day uh, trial. Gamefly.com uh, slash Todd. No late fees or shipping oh, fees. Slash Todd. That's pretty Jesus. cool. It keeps getting better. So they have to go to... Uh, go to Gamefly.com slash Todd, or they can go to this episode's page on Nerdist.com and click mm. on the banner. Can I wow, tell you the truth? That is cool. I'm not. No, I don't want to uh, do it. An ad for GameFly. This is not with this show. We don't take sponsors. <laughs> Leave that in, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm sitting next to a guy. No, they are. I had dinner with the people from GameFly. They're so nice. I like it old school. You had dinner with the company. You, you want to do it as the guy as the newscaster? I'll do that later. Okay. So Jeff, I'm on the plane. Tell me, I did. I made a mistake. I really do. I'm really being genuine. I don't think I was wrong, but I did make a mistake on the way I approached the guy, and I did something that I tell you virgin, not to do virgin on Virgin Atlantic. America, on Virg, Virgin Atlantic. Mm-hmm. The guy behind me is talking. I don't realize it for about. I'm sleeping, but I hear a voice, and it doesn't sound like a conversation. I just hear a steady voice on and on and on. Not even like you're on the phone. It's a different type of maddening, uh, madness. So I finally wake up and I realize there's a guy in the back dictating into a recorder who's a doctor. Now, I don't know if I have to do it because I honestly won't if you can imagine how maddening it is. Or is there part of you going, how bad would that be? Can you, can you imagine it? I can imagine it. I can imagine it. It's terrible. It, it sounds just sounds awful. like this. And on December 4th, please go into the you know, thing. The doctor came in. I advised them to go in for the tumor. At that point, I told nurse one, section B, four, three. I'm just keep talking right now because I want you to realize how long you have to hear the same thing. Over in that. And then I went on and 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 on. And you're like, I, finally, he stopped it. But then he started it up an hour and a half later. Now, I'm not joking around. You might think, how could you know this was not a good way to... I thought my tone was calm, but I could have started a little differently. 
And when I sat back in my seat, I wished I would have. But it's not, I'm not joking around. To George Carlin, it's not that bad. But I turned around. I got up, and I went to the bathroom. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I looked down, and there he was talking and talking and talking. And I went, oh, I hate to be a jerk, but that's mind-maddening. <laughs> now, but my tone – so then I go on to say – Is that how you said it? I said, it's mind-maddening. I go, I really don't want you to think I'm a jerk or have a bad energy here, but it's just so – it's very hard. And he goes, really? I said, yeah. I know there's other people sitting around. They all have maybe their music on or whatever, but it's like it's just it's – not, it's not even like a conversation. It's just I feel really bad. He goes, well, if you're saying that it's annoying and you want me to stop, if you ask nicely, I would. I went – and like this, the same tone. Now, in hindsight, the mind-manning. My yeah. tone was nice. I realized, yeah, I thought – He's got to know it, so why can't I say it? Like yeah. When someone's doing that's that egregious, he's is that smart. The word? That's a smart guy. He, yeah, how can he not know? But I was wrong. I don't think he did. So therefore, that came off as attacking him. But I thought my t- so he goes, if you ask me nicely, I would stop. And I went, honestly, like this. I go, you don't think I'm asking nice? He goes, well, I go. I'm embarrassed. I feel weird. There's a lot of trepidation in my voice. I feel awkward. You good know, word. Good word. You don't think. And he goes, and then he goes, all right. And he stopped. And then he tells his wife as loud as he can. Not, again, knowing this guy, probably not doing it on purpose. Wouldn't it be I'm funny if that's him. how he talked to his wife, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, honey, so at 8, 8.15 in the morning, this guy approached <laughs> me from the right. He leaned down softly. And then he whispered into my ear that I stopped dictating into my recorder. Honey, hold on. I'm not done yet. Then at 8.30, he sat back in his seat, creating an awkward conversation. Here's what she I did. I felt like it was a jerk. I didn't realize there was trepidation oh. in his voice. Oh, and then I have to listen to that. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> at 829, he starts yelling at me. So anyway, um, I sit back down in my seat. She goes, I mean, I'm not exaggerating that much. You, you, but here's the thing. You could easily hate these people. But I, I there's do. All, there's I also, do. No, there's also people with this tone of the woman I'm going to give you that I love. We had some – we have some – I know some people like in my uh, sort of – not immediate family. They're just ver- New Yorkers and they're loud, but I love them. They're just so filled with love once you get to know them that I could also love this couple, but they were annoying at that moment. But here's what. What did he want? That. You know, I know that seems like a parody. He, I, he said my dictating was starting to bother him. He said it was mind-maddening. She goes, Pfft. And then she did it again. He, ah, mind-maddening. I'm like, oh, now I sat there and I looked at my hand. I'm not lying. was shaking a little. Because you have this. And I thought, was it worth it? Did he stop? I'll tell you why you felt that way. But did, did he stop? He those... stopped doing it, right? Yeah, he did. The energy between the two seats. You know it's not. Look, it's Was real. he directly behind you? Yes. Now, where were you on the plane? Were you, in, were you up front or in the back? No, I was in, uh, I was on, uh, uh, in the coach. But uh, what do you call it? Uh, the first row of coach. So there's. Not that I'm trying to brag. Like, I'm almost first class. <laughs> no, no. I, I, those are the seats I go for because they're cheaper mm-hmm. than first, but it's like a poor man's first class. Mm-hmm. Still got the you, room. Can I tell you something? And yeah. you, that's what the, one thing you said to me one time we were sitting in the front row, and then you said, and all you see is first class. So technically, you don't know that you're in coach. No, no. Because <laughs> no, all no, you no. see in front of you is first well, class. you're taking a little out of context. I'm not delusional. If I had money to, <laughs> if I had money to travel first, I would. But I said the best situation for me is – I, uh, you do have to pay more sometimes, and that's the other reason I use a travel agent because 90% of the time I get bulkhead, which it's – you know what? Your seat isn't any bigger. Even if someone sits in the middle, which rarely does somebody, yes, I would rather watch people get waited on 
even though I'm not getting that service, it brings calm to me to see people calm. So there's not row after row after row after row of just madness and unhappy, squirming people. You're like sitting in the first row, looking into tranquility. I'll take it. Yeah, that's but, why if you're going to live in Jersey, it's best to live on the Hudson overlooking the city. Why are you making it negative? <laughs> no, 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 but that's... I know, but that's you're right. Like you, yeah. got the, you got a nice view of New York. You're yeah. right. Thank you. So go ahead. I've been telling people that for years. So I'm never doing it again because I just should have moved. Can, but can you I, were, no, a, I want to say, you were in coach, and this guy was talking, and there's planes aren't empty. So there's a lot of people on this plane, and everybody feels like that the way you felt. But you're, to be honest... You were never wrong. Everything you did was not wrong. This guy was an asshole. Anybody the fu- anybody the fucking just jabbers on for hours on an airplane flight? Are you kidding? There's a hundred people on this plane. Yes. What are you What are you doing? Why? So I'll tell you why I, I should have just. Though. I just should have. If I I guess when I sat there and rethought it, the only thing I wish I would have said. So I know I would have done the best thing is not say mind manning. I should have just leaned over and because he wasn't talking, I kept going. Like <laughs> oh, that's the worst. I kept going and this is annoying and I can't breathe and it's eating my head out. Like I wouldn't stop. And and I didn't say that, but I think if I would have said, um, if I think if I would have said, hey, could you do me a favor? And I don't mean to be a jerk. Is there any way you could stop dictating? I really appreciate it. Then I would have felt like even if he acted rudely, but I thought maybe saying it's mind mending was seemed seemed aggressive. Even though in this room we know it is mind mending, and he should know better. He, I should have treated him as if he didn't know better, and it was an honest mistake. Because if I thought somebody was doing something that was, I, I got they they shouldn't have known. You, you approach them in a kinder way. And I approached him in a very much like, really? You don't fucking get it? Which I'm right, but it's no, not, no, it doesn't lead to harmony. I get it. I know what I'm saying. Don't, don't all, I? Yes. Right, right. And, and it's also you were probably – you were ready for a bit of a battle, for a bit more of a battle, and you didn't get it because he seceded immediately. I, no, well, I don't want to make – I want to make it clear, though. I did not approach him with a with – a, with a, my, I said my, man, my tone was but, gentle. But, my tone – But you were ready for one. Yes. You were a little bit angrier than your tone suggested. Yeah, um, I usually those things don't end up well, but it was so. Here's what I thought: he's, he's it's not going to create a good energy. The odds of him going, and by the way, I know I'm not crazy because sometimes you ask somebody something real gentle, and I've had it done to me where someone comes over to our table, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, I'm never the dick." Right? You know, you never, you know, if you're having fun and you're maybe it's a little too much, it's very tempting when you're out to a dinner when the table next to you. But they paid good money too, and I'm always like, "No, no, no, thanks for being cool about it." So there was a chance. No, I didn't go into it completely negativity. Negatively, there's a chance that he could have been like, I'm sorry, but I was ready. So anyway, there's the whole thing. So I don't know if it was worth the energy uh, that, that, it, that you feel bad about. So anyway, there's that. I'm only surprised the rest of the passengers didn't break into applause. Well, guess what? That was the other thing. I looked around. There was only one woman backing me. I thought, we're going to lose. Everyone else had their headphones on and they were sleeping. One woman looked at me and she was like, thank you. But I thought, can we take all these people on, these idiots that it's not bothering? Anyway, <laughs> so, um, uh, hey, you all, can I ask you a question? You want to get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> Jen Kirkman was, she, last week she started that. I hope she doesn't mind. We're continuing it. We are. Speaking of Jen Kirkman. Intellectual property of the show. Yes, that's true. <laughs> no, seriously. She kept going. Do you want to get out of here? She was fun. Um, listen, so uh, Jen Kirkman had a story about muffins. She was going to deliver these muffins. Mm-hmm. Somebody did something nice to her. Yeah. Oh, at the place, they changed mechanic. her tire. I think they were the mechanic, and they did her a favor, and they said no charge. And just when people, have those, when people do nice things, I was trying to figure out a way to reward them. We should do it in our everyday life. So we're going to wait to see, Jen, I know you're listening, when you bring those muffins, we want you to tell us what happened. And I want people to do the same thing. Do something cool, like go get a $5 gift card even, one cup of coffee. Someone that's cool to you, I brought up a parking attendant last week, 
just always pleasant. Say, this isn't much. Or even write it down on the card so you don't even have to talk to them. Because sometimes having a genuine moment with someone could be awkward. It's like opening up a present in front of somebody. I hate doing it, right. even though I appreciate it. So you write it down on the card, like on a post-it. You tape it to it. You hand it to them. You walk away. And it says something like, hey, by the way, just your, your friendly, warm atmosphere does not go unnoticed. It's a small, small token of my appreciation. Have your next cup of coffee on me. Whatever you get. Them. Hey, if you can afford it, get them a $50 gift card. Don't be cheap fuck. Anyway, so there's that. I want, and then I want people to t- write in their, sto- you know, their stories. Like, I did it to this person. What you wrote, maybe we should put a form thing for people to steal from us. That way they don't have to think about it. And we'll put it up on our on like Facebook on our Facebook yeah, page. Yeah. I'll come up with the perfect thing that says uh, you give it to them and you run. Because that's the problem. People are like, what do you write? I'll come up with it. Jesus Christ. I have to do everything. <laughs> so um, and Jen better bring those muffins because I want to find out if she does. Last week she was like, oh, I'm going to bring those muffins. You think she will? How about if we don't say anything to her and then we see how long it takes for her to bring those fucking muffins? Well, we just did. Well, we'll edit this out. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, today I feel like now we're starting. That's how much. How long was that? About 35 minutes. That's how long it takes me to get started. We can't have guessed like anymore. a locomotive. Thank you. Podcast locomotive. We talked about how lucky we were to have this uh, crew. I can call them a crew now. I might get everyone blue blazers. All right. All right. So, um, you know, I was thinking something. Uh, and I say this all the time. I don't really follow politics. So it's just they've got to be incredibly just so bad when I start going, oh, shit, we're fucked. Um, Rick Santorum. Like, he's so against the other side. Sometimes the only thing you can do, I said this perfectly in my car, sometimes the only thing you can do to give your side legitimacy is defend the other side when it's being attacked unfairly or childlike. Right. It's the only thing that gives your side more validity. Do you understand? I know exactly. Sometimes it is so fucking important to defend the other side. Show, at least pretend to be fair. Yeah, like it's it's like if somebody. I'll give you an example. I I didn't like Bush that much, but if he was out at night and someone clearly did something wrong to him, you know what I mean, just blatantly wrong. He was a gentleman, and somebody turned and went, "He was a dick." I go, "No, he wasn't." I don't dislike him that much. Where I'm not going to defend him if he's right, because then when I don't like him, it looks fair. And he said something about Obama. I can't even. I'm, I'm pretty close. He goes, he goes. Obama said. Already in the tone, it was like, <laughs> okay, this is going to be great. Obama said that he wants everyone to go to college. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fuck not. How, how are you going to twist this around and make it take it out of context? And, you know, because, you know, he goes, that's a little snooty because <laughs> he wants everyone to be like him. <laughs> that's not sound like a good. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You, am I making sense a little yeah. bit? It was like. I would, and I would love to find it, and we will. What Obama said, like I'm the, sure Obama. First of all, I'm not familiar. He said with everyone the quote. should probably have the opportunity. I guarantee you, he was not spitting on the blue collar person. It was just, I'm sure, it had to do with people that want to go should have the opportunity to go from all facets of life. I'm sure it wasn't in any sense. There wasn't even a smidget. Someone can go find the quote. Hey, and if I'm wrong, play it, send it in, where he was talking down to anybody that had a life where they chose not to go to college. Why do I know that? Why do I, if I had to put a gun to my head, I would say no one could produce a clip that Obama, by any, even smelled a smidget of, of looking, of talking down to people that don't want a life where they but go to college. They, what, do you think I'm wrong or no, right? No, I think you're right, but the, the, the point that you're missing, the sadder, larger point of, about politics, especially this election, is 
It doesn't need to be true. It just needs to be said once to a crowd that hears it once. Well, that's what yeah, that's running why running up it's... to a uh, what do you call them the uh, midterm Super Tuesday. They, you know, they're all trying to get as many votes as they can. None of it needs to be true anymore. We live like you could go to YouTube and see Sean Hannity and Coulter, all those people constantly misquoting and constantly being corrected, and you would go, "How the fuck are they still around? They've been, you know what I mean? They've been put down so many times." doesn't matter. People don't really... I feel like there was somebody a while back when I was watching, you know... Uh, well, there was this great Ann Coulter What are you doing over player. there? Are you, are you texting? No. Let me see your no, hands. No, no, no. I was Googling something. I wanted to try to find that. Oh, okay. Uh, there's that great <laughs> Ann Coulter clip. It's okay. That's about, good. Uh, she was in Canada giving an interview uh, in Canada, and she said something about how Canada doesn't want to go to uh, Iraq cause, because they went to Vietnam, and the interviewer says uh, they never went to Vietnam. She goes, yes, they did. And he goes, uh, no, they didn't. We went to World War II, this, that, and not Vietnam. She goes, I'm pretty sure they did. So can we just move on? No, you can't just move on when you make a, a statement that is factually incorrect. Yeah, and by the way, they're only showing what they're about because I think if you truly have someone correct you and you don't mind being wrong, no, nobody wants to be wrong. We're full, you know, even as full-grown adults, it's, it's nice to be right. But um, I think part of showing you, where you are at with your mental stability is when you are wrong, you seem a little mortified. And embarrassed. Mm -hmm. You don't plow past it like a fucking mental patient. Right. It's not that she made a mistake. Intelligent people that are, you know, that, that are very knowledgeable can make mistakes. You come out with a fact that doesn't dismiss everything you're saying, but the way you react to it. JFK said an error is not a mistake until you fail to learn from it. We'll take a break. We'll be right back right after this. That was Daniel Kino with some good shit. <laughs> We're back with okay. There we go. I love them. So yeah, that was uh, that's that the, well said by Kennedy. But yeah, that's uh, you know you you hear statements like that, like oh, it's only a mistake. What is what did you call it? It's all an error doesn't become a mistake until you learn to uh, until you fail to learn from it. Right. So yeah, when and then when you see that actually happen, like you're like, well, everybody knows to learn from their mistakes. Yeah, you know to say it because it sounds right, but obviously she didn't. Just you know, tried to plow past it. I love it. I remember I saw that clip, and yeah. I've watched it a few times. I just think it's funny. It's fun to watch them. Why did I watch that a few times? I think it's not that. There's some crazier clips than that. No, watching someone not want to even admit that they might have made a mistake or not giving a fuck. Yeah. And by the way, if that was one situation, it wouldn't matter. But that's you see that a lot where they. But anyway, what well, is so? What's so? What are you going to do? Well, what's sad is that none of them, or very few of them, Ron Paul has some decent points, but mo most of them are not even running on like not even picking uh, at Obama on based on real issues. They just make up shit that they want to be wrong, so they say it's wrong. Like his foreign policy, they say is disastrous. Like really, this is the guy. Hey, how come nobody asks this question? When, whenever you see them, they all say, and, and all, in all fairness, I'm sure uh, Obama did the same thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not excluding him from this. You know, they promise what they're going to do. This is just a random thought I had one night, and I'm watching it. Again, they're all promising. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Nobody ever – I mean, there's few presidents that have come in and done some of the things they said they're mm -hmm. going to do. I'm sure it's happened. But mostly it doesn't. Even presidents we adore, sometimes you probably what they promise and what they give right away. Am I right? Mm -hmm. oh, pretty much? Well, yeah, I mean, most of that's how politics works. Right. But why doesn't anyone say, like, I would just want to go, hey, look, every president, wow, how are you, you going to get it done? I know you're saying you're going to do it, but really just pick one thing and keep talking about how you're going to get it done. Because every president says stuff. We're not, it doesn't mean anything. 
we're just hearing. But if somebody let's said, "Here's one, one yeah, pick, give me one thing and let's talk about it for an hour and debate it." Obama back and did forth. get a lot of shit done, actually. No, if you hold think on, about real it. quick. Wouldn't that be a cool thing to watch them pick one thing and debate it back and forth? Because eventually, the smarter person usually they luck out if they don't make sense because they're off to another topic. Just okay, let's take that one thing, me and you. If I was a candidate. Okay, I got you here. You turn to the you turn to the opposing. You were, mm-hmm. When the when the what's it, the monitor? What's his name? Who keeps it going? Yes. Moder- moderator. The moderator. moderator. The moderator. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The moderator <laughs> that makes you move on and go. I'll move on, but I'll tell you what. How about me and you on the internet? We take that thing for an hour and just go back and forth over your idea you just had, because. the then the better person will put the other person to shame. Is that making yes, any sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. But that no would, one's going to – no Americans – I mean I don't want to say – I don't want to sound like that Americans are stupid, a horn. But very few Americans will sit there and watch uh, a, an intelligent debate on issues that concern them. That's why Charlie Rose is on PBS and not on Fox or on CNN. That's you know why I mean? those questions are timed. Yeah. And that's in why one they word, in, in, in 30 topic. seconds, how are you going to solve all of our problems? Go. Right. Oh, great. Well, you know what? If they actually took the time to explain to explain this shit, it get boring. Yeah, and that's why there's twenty <laughs> debates. Twenty debates. They've talked about nothing. If they, if they had a real debate, Americans would go, "All right, fine. We don't want to know. Well, go don't, fix it." Don't, don't say. Oh, you're saying the masses. Yeah, the right, masses. Right, right. They still want like that's all they're trying to do. So they'll, they'll yeah. spend they'll spend way more time talking about whether or not evolution happened. Yeah. Than than oh, anything else. Th- then, because, then child education. Yeah. Because that's such a vi- – there's no right or – there's no yeah, – that's just so vast. It's big. That's, yeah. You know. Something, you know, hey, is, 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 uh, can we stop the ice, the ice caps? You know, like, because, well – Probably not. There's nothing you could do. Well, that's why I like talking about it. They're never going to hold me to doing anything climate about change it. change is still uh, a taboo will, subject among the uh, Republican candidates. Climate change. I want those goddamn – Yeah, this thing that, this thing that didn't – the thing that didn't happen only it was cold in Cincinnati for four days this winter. What's oh, funny can I is, tell you, and I I've was said in, this before, so if you read my Twitter, I'm repeating myself. But I find it ridiculous that people, most people who don't believe in climate change, believe in God because there's way more scientific evidence to support climate change. Well, you can you can take your uh, anti-God rhetoric <laughs> and you can take it on your own podcast. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. I don't need any of that shit. We'll be right back right after here. This guy's a fucking wackadoodle. Does anybody see the Oscars? I did, I did. A lot of racial yeah. overtones. A lot of inappropriate jokes. Did he do his Fernando character? I wish he had done his Fernando character. So what were the... What, and, and here, by the way, let's just, let me just get this out. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, there's people out there listening going, oh, come on, it's comedy. You're not allowed to say anything. You guys are going too far. He did two things that, I, that, that were in the news. One I agree, one I don't agree. He, he dressed up as Sammy Davis Jr. and did his impression. People go, oh, that's him dressing when up. When did he in do black. that? It's in the Oscars. Oh, that's blackface. That's stupid. He dressed up. He sounds like him. It's a funny impression. That I don't have a problem with. But then after The Help, the actress from The Help won for Best Supporting, and uh, he goes, when I saw the movie The Help, I walked out of my movie theater, and I wanted to hug the first black woman I saw, which from Beverly Hills is a 45-minute drive. Um, guess what? I'm not good. That's like... Is that... What do you think, Jeff? I'm not sure, to be honest. You're I'm not... Sh- I don't... I am not familiar with L.A. traffic patterns, so maybe it's – maybe I'm not – right, I'll tell you why I think – I don't know. By the way, what, I'm going to repeat this before let me, we – Let me rephrase it so we're clear. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, to uh, lo- uh, find a black person in Beverly Hills. I had to drive for 45 minutes before I saw one. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. 
Black people live 45 minutes outside of Beverly Hills. Yeah, that's, you know, here's what I'm doing. Just because you go think you can find humor in something, doesn't, obviously I'm trying to be very sensitive because that's, you can't ask I, for all the sense. No, 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 no. I think you're probably right. You're, I'm asking people to be sensitive in one area where you have to go across the board with that. And it's certainly, uh, you just hope we move past it. And let me tell you something. Let's say I say like I say this a lot. We talk about things on the show, and then you get off the air, and then somebody comes up to you and makes you privy. They hit it from another angle, and you go, "Ooh, I always have the ability to retalk about it." But right now, with the knowledge I have, if you're sitting there and you know you're finding a loophole in it, I might find a loophole in it too. But but I have to be able to discuss things. That's how you come to a reasonable decision when you're discuss them, even when you're not when you don't have your mind made up yet. So I'm going to say that, like, yeah, that's just – you hope that wouldn't be from the best, the intelligent. You hope the, 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 the best of the best would have moved past that joke. Right. Like, it's like I get it at a certain time, but, yeah, it's a little bit – you know, it's just it's – just, it's, just, it's just a stereo. It's just, it's just a, bad. It's, just, it's not funny. It's based on an old stereotype. It's probably something that would have been kind of edgy in, in the 70s. It would have been like, ooh, that's true. Don't bring that up. That's taboo. Yeah. I could see why that joke would have been hot. Maybe like Bruce Valanche dusted off his first notebook. <laughs> Nick Schwartzen said that uh, Lenny Bruce and Bruce Valanche have a show on Broadway. It's called Lenny Bruce Valanche. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be right back with the Todd Glass Show. You're listening to it live on the Nerdist Network. We'll be right back. Um, so anyway, so I so this has to do with how we just looked at anybody back in the day. There, this is this is a trucker song, and it is a and, and and even though it's just a song, I love the way they depict. Well, it'll say everything, and and I think it's worth it. But this is a real song. Like this was a song that would probably it was a tearjerker. It was like right. I think it's a what song. Where is this from? I don't know. It has to be from the seventies or something. So I think this was supposed to make it's like a sad story. You don't know. It's a talking song. By the way, I know I can sing this song because all he does is talk with guitar music behind him. But this is supposed to be like, oh, that's sad. But the way they reference the person that uh, they they sort of rescue this trucker, they all rescue him and bring good to him. The way they reference him is so dated and just. Go ahead. It's worth it. It's three and a half minutes. I hope it's worth it. I really do. I was on the outskirts of a little southern town Trying to reach my destination before the sun went down The old CB was blaring away on channel 19 When there came a little boy's voice on the radio line And he said, Breaker 19, is anyone there? Come on, back truckers, and talk to Teddy Bear. Well, I keyed the mic, and I said, you got it, Teddy Bear. And the little boy's voice came back on the air. Appreciate the break. Who we got on that end? I told him my handle, and then he began. Now, I'm not supposed to bother you fellas out there. Mom says you're busy, and for me to stay off there. But you see, I get lonely, Questions? and it helps to talk. Questions? Yeah, he, he doesn't get song? he doesn't get raped. Okay, does he start singing? <laughs> does he start singing at any point? No. Oh, this is the song. This is the song. Okay. Okay, go. I I thought I just wanted to tell everyone that because I would. And by the way, this is a real song, but I still think the payoff is how they reference this kid is so archaic. 
on back in the day how we just looked at anybody that was just in it. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it, but no matter what, it's great, even if my lead-up is not right. Breaker 1-9, is anyone there? Come on back, truckers, and talk to Teddy Bear. Put your phone away. Well, I keyed the mic, and I said, you got it, Teddy Bear. I just Bear. want to find out what year this is from. Oh, and the little boy's left. voice came back on the air. Appreciate the break. Who we got on that end? I told him my handle, and then he began. Now, I'm not supposed to bother you fellas out there. Mom says you're busy, and for me to stay off there. But you see, I get lonely, and it helps to talk. Because that's about all I can do. I'm crippled, and I can't walk. I came back and told him to fire up that mic, and I'd talk to him as long as he liked. He's nice. This was my dad's radio, the little boy said. But I guess it's mine and mom's now. Because my daddy's dead. <laughs> Dad had a wreck about a month ago. He was trying to get home in a blinding snow. Mom has to work now to make ends meet. And I'm not much help with my two crippled feet. She says not to worry that we'll make it all right. <laughs> But I hear her crying sometimes late at night. Well, her husband died you know, a month ago. <laughs> it's sad. Oh, pause this. Pause see. this. Pause of course it. she's crying. Am I, I'm, by the way, I know that what I'm laughing at. I'm not laughing at If this story was told right and he wasn't referenced as a crippled with his two crippled feet, like <laughs> – then, then I would be nothing. I would, I cry at the drop I, of. A, I think the whole presentation is ridiculous. I cry at the tro- I cry at the drop of a dime. You know, what I mean, like whatever that means. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I'm very AT and T Somebody commercial. drops dimes because you're Jewish. <laughs> you know what? Because you're a Jew, you're crying at the drop of a dime. Come on. You know what? That's not nice. Uh, I could handle a lot of jokes. You know, I've just been through a lot on the Mark Maron show. I found out I am Mark Maron. <laughs> <laughs> all right so anyway, so it's just that, but and and like i don't think i'm reading into it it was like with your two crippled feet like back like these were brilliant people that just happened to be born or something happened where they and they, they, but i think back then they wrote them off like it's oh they're two what else could i do they might go well science was different then it was science but it was also mixed with um, what if i'm to- does anyone here know where i'm going like understand like it wasn't I get all it completely yeah, it wasn't only – it was just like, you know – anyway, keep playing it. So I'm not laughing at the poor crippled boy. And, it is, and, then, <laughs> well, and also he goes, for some reason, my mom's crying in the other room. Like you said, yeah, your dad just died. A month ago. I'd help it you. Just, it just – the three lines before he said he died a month ago. It's I'd an sure exploitative help. song. I'd want to help my mother, but with my two crippled feet, what could I do? But dr- – Put, I love, they I love they that used to put Velcro pants on me, and I'd roll around the carpeting just to help clean up. And why does the singer get to be? Why did this guy be? Why does the singer get to be a goddamn hero for being a decent person? That's what I'm saying. He's like, just he being makes a simple, a decent person, fake, sad person. That's really like you're making it up. You're saying his mom died and he's crippled. You're making all of that up. I was going into the Target, and, and then I talked to him. Oh yeah. Well, by the way, what if this really did happen? Well, get you know what? Let's keep listening because you know what happens oh, no. uh, is pretty incredible. And this is a real song. I to George Carlin. This is a real song. It's I think not a comedy enjoy. song. Nope. Okay. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't do that to you. Oh, to George Carlin. I know you guys are too busy to bother with me, but you see, my dad used to take me for Pause rides it. when he was home. And I hate to say it, and I know he's a kid, but if he didn't tell him that he was crippled, 
Well, no, because he wants to get a ride from him, so he has to tell him. Okay, I understand. Oh, spoiler alert. I haven't heard the whole song yet. Well, this, we'll edit that out. Go. <laughs> but oh, I guess it's all over now since my daddy's gone. Not one breaker came on the old CB as that little crippled boy talked with me. I tried hard to swallow a lump that just wouldn't stay down. So I pulled over and fucked a boy back in Greenville town. Dad was going to take Mom and me with him later on this year. Well, I remember him saying, someday this old truck will be yours, Teddy Bear. But I know I'll never get to ride an 18-wheeler again. But this old base will keep me in touch with all my trucker friends. Teddy Bear's going to back on out now and leave you alone. It's about time. Your mom, mom, your mom know you're doing this? <laughs> but you give me a shout when you're passing through, and I'll sure be happy to come back to you. Well, I came back and I said, uh, before you go, 1010, what's your home 20, little CB friend? Pause it. Now, okay, well, I shouldn't even comment on it. It's a song. Just giving your number to random truckers does not sound like a good idea. It's about- open airwaves, too. This isn't a... Yeah. Uh, yeah, all the truckers. <laughs> you're telling all the truckers where you live. Yeah. I'm and you're a being boy a little who... manipulative. Th- can I tell you something? 99% of those truckers would do nothing but wonderful things. And th- I believe we live in a decent world. I really do. Where a lot of kind truck drivers would pull over and do the right thing and take this guy for a spin out on his truck. 99% of them would be there with nothing but a, a heart. But you know there'd be some creepy motherfuckers walking up and down that street. Right, right. The kid's home alone. His mom's either crying or working. And he can't get away. He, he's not doing anything. Uh, Just you know, the, the mind the of some sick fuck. <laughs> well, <let's> <laughs> now, wait. Is this funnier than it is me? I don't know. I'm not sure anymore. Either am I. <laughs> well, if we, if we, if we was, point it out, is it okay? Like, we didn't write yeah, the song. Maybe. We didn't write the song. Yeah, and no, it is no, not no. a good idea to Stop. give your address out just over the... Jeff. Have you been... Dr- Prefacing. Let's hear the rest of it Well no hold on Here's the problem I don't have any more of the song. That's all I could download. <laughs> no, no. So anyway, I th- you said that we're make. I don't mind making fun of the song, but some of the other stuff, I think. Uh, well, Daniel, you got to do whatever you're going to do. Go play the rest. Of it. <laughs> Come back to you. Breaker one now. Well, I came back and I said, uh, before you go, ten ten, what's your home twenty, little CB friend? Well, he gave me his address, and I didn't once hesitate. I went right over this there. This hot load of freight is just going to have to wait. This hot load of freight is just going to have to wait. That's what he said. That's what he said. I would and be suspicious if it was that. <laughs> this hot load of freight is going to have to wait. Am I reading into it or is this guy a pedophile? I don't know. He, this he's, hot, not, he's not good with words. I don't want to do this. Matter of fact, so, you, so people don't think well, I'm just saying things to say them. I'm going to guess that he's... A good guy, not good with words. But there's something funny about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I turned that truck around on a dime and headed straight for Jackson Street, 229. Now we have the address. Oh, I got one heck of a shock. What happened? 18 wheelers were lined up for three city blocks. Well, I guess every driver for miles around had caught Teddy Bear's car. Oh, that's a and sweet that little crippled boy was having a ball. That little fast. That's, that's how they keep ruining it. Another would carry him to his truck and take off again. 
Well, you better believe I took my turn at riding Teddy Bear. <laughs> then oh I carried God. him back in and put him down in his chair. Oh, my God. And, buddy, if I never live to see happiness again, I want you to know I saw it that day in the face of that little man. <laughs> we took up a collection for him before his mama got home, and each driver said goodbye, and then they were all gone. He shook my hand with a mile-long grin and said, So long, trucker. I'll catch you again. Well, I hit that interstate with tears in my eyes. And I turned on the radio and I got another surprise. Breaker 1-9 came a voice on the air. Hello. Hello. Hello? Hello? This is Teddy Bear's mother. <laughs> I had oh, something so planned like. Great timing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, God, just. <laughs> just one word of thanks from Mama Teddy Bear. <laughs> we wish each and every one a special prayer for you. Because you just made my little boy's dream come true. I'll sign off now. Before I start to cry, may God ride with you. Ten four. And goodbye. Why don't I um, have sympathy for the Kardashians? Like it is sad. I know. What's that? I really did think. What's that? Go, that? <laughs> what's sad about it? Just, oh, what's sad? I said, what's that? A, soul, a soulless. And by the way, you know, just sort of soulless. Like I, I, I must be bad when I watch it and go, maybe I'm the animal for making fun of it. Like at one point when someone's so soulless, why do I feel like it's just, ooh, it's like sad. Like that someone. I thought that's what it was for. Well, because sometimes you see wait, people, wait, what do you people mean being thought? exploited on reality TV, and it's they're not clear, being exploited. That's, that's why what's it's sad. sad. Is because when it's, when it's somebody being exploited, and the, there's a thing like, oh, they're not aware of it, and it makes you angry, or you can have like real opinions. But when it's, when it's somebody being exploited, and they know it, and they think that, well, you know you what s- I mean? Like there's like yeah, layers. You said it. Start, be careful who you pretend to be, because oh, yeah, eventually, it, it, because that's who you might be. Yeah. So even if they're doing it because they're smart enough, and I'm sure they're brilliant marketing people, this is what we'll do. And if that's it, look, things don't become quotes usually because they don't make sense. Be careful who you pretend to be because that's who you might be. The reason I know that quote is because it makes sense. That's how it lived over the. That's how it got to me. If someone mm-hmm. said, "Be careful, you know, eating chocolate bars because you might end up with pudding," that doesn't end up making it into those list of quotes. So I know I'm being. Does that make sense? Makes what I'm sense. saying. So like. Even on that alone, yeah, because when people are exploited on reality TV, I can have a certain amount of empathy for them because you go, oh, it's reality TV, but there's still people. And even the basketball player that she married, I had a little bit like, I don't know the full story. And for, for all I know, someone that clo- knows it could go, no, he knew what he was doing. But sometimes I did have a little empathy for him. Or so, mm-hmm. I felt, I don't know if he think, you know. I heard he, that's why they got a divorce because he didn't want to be part of that whole. But anyway, the point is they know what they're doing. So even if they're going, no, I know how to work it. I know what to do. We got to be well. I don't know. I don't think you're that good of an actor. So why? So I don't know. For some reason, I was watching and I went, ooh, it's sort of hard. It's so bad. It's hard to watch with their hair. Just everything's like the hair extensions, the perfect makeup, the, you know, the lip fillers and just 
It's like this. Well, because I think initially that asses. show started out and it was supposed to be funny. Like the, oh, the big fat asses. <laughs> Look, I, thought you were, I thought we were making a list of why it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> wasn't it initially like, oh, look at these, look at these dumb people, and there was, there was a bunch of those reality shows, and you're like, oh, look at these morons, and we all had this outsider view, and we could look and laugh, but then. Little by little, they creeped into the culture, and they and they went from being these idiots that you got to watch for half an hour to being quote unquote role models. And now they're they're doing you know makeup ads and and magazines and girl little girls look up to them in some fucked up way. How can you look up to a Kardashian? Because when you look up to somebody, don't you want to be like them? There's no way to be like yeah. them. They, they exist girls in a vacuum. Want to be like Kardashians, but there's rich, no way looking. to be like them. Yeah, but everything, they don't know that. But everything that everything about them was had nothing to do with them. They were it was handed. Yeah, but people from don't other, know that. Yeah, you know, he's just Kids saying people, know that. that people still want to emulate it. Right. If your yeah. parents aren't you're trying to you'll right, never be a right. Kardashian. Yeah, there's, there's right. nothing you can do. It, it never it doesn't matter. You can shop where they fucking put their mm-hmm. stuff. That's why they put their stuff at Sears. It, it's, that's why they put their stuff yeah, at Sears. They, that's exactly why. You can't that's the closest you can get to being them is buying their fucking dumb clothes. If your and, parents and, and have the people to have, who attempt, people think, oh, I could, I could do people who would attempt to. I think the you know, majority of the people that watch those shows, not ironically would yeah. go, oh, yeah. They, Did you, know. you ever attempt to be anybody? You know, it's easy to make fun of other of people. Of course. Yes. No, I'm every, just kidding. I'm kidding. But, yeah, oh, did I, you, I'll, I'll tell you, like, you real. bought stuff from, but hopefully it was every, someone you, that it, was. It started with comedians where, like, you know, because most of them adult, my adult life has been influenced by comics. Bless I, you. I don't know if it's probably the same with you guys. But I remember when I was into Seinfeld and I would wear blazers and, and you know, my I would tuck in my shirt and that was, like, right, my when, thing. And, when, when you're younger, you try to, when I was younger, I would try to be, like, more like them instead of like what they represent. Like now, the like the guys that I look up to now and what I do now, like what influences me now as a comic is all is based on like the guys I look up to and what they represent on stage. Like not not to be not to look like them. Right, but, right, right. I too, you know when I, mean? I was younger, like I wanted right. to be Jerry Seinfeld. Like I bought a Saab when I first could yeah. afford a car because he had one on Seinfeld. Well, I think a lot and of people going through. There's no doubt that friends certainly, uh, you know, people emulate like the hairstyle yeah. became like, but um. Uh, but but yeah, I don't think that's the question. Over the years, has a, has somebody famous ever thought, "Oh, I'll wear those sneaks; they're cool." Mm-hmm. But it, I, you're only judged on who you want to. Oh, that's also true. Emulate. Like I don't think there's anything so wrong with some of the people you guys are mentioning. Not that there's a right or wrong, but you know what I mean. Like, but to me, uh, to me, um, wanting to be like the Kardashians because there's two types of people that watch the show. There's the people that watch it because it's like watching a car wreck and it's embarrassing, but you want to watch it. And then there's the people like I, until you just said it, I forgot about it. Oh yeah, there might be the. the you know, people mostly probably girls want to emulate probably. them. Obviously, hopefully, um, <laughs> right? But uh, it's like seeing it's like seeing a horrible mother on like you know uh, a super nanny show where they go to the homes and you go, I want to be like her, impatient with my children and soulless. <laughs> Who's that one? One of them's married to a guy that hates all of them. That's the guy I like the best. Who? The guy on the show that hates all the rest of the people on the show, I'm kind of like him. Like, he's the one I emulate. You know what the problem with that guy well, is? Though? I identify with him. I know like, every time they're like, fuck that guy. And he's like, well, fuck you. I'm like, yeah, I'm with him. Well, he yeah. does seem to be, you know, that's so funny because, and by the way, Which, I'm not going to pull back and say I don't watch the show, but I will say this, and I want everyone to know, I have never gone home to turn on the Kardashians or most TV, but if I'm flipping and they're on, I do watch, uh, I probably watch 20 minutes of it before I go, okay, it's sucking the soul out of me. But if I'm flipping and they're on, but that guy, you're right, for some reason I go, for whatever truth it is on those shows, I always wonder, he does seem to be like... Not the oh. basketball player, right? No, no, no. Well, the, the basketball player that didn't want to be part of it, he's also like... No, the uh, Chloe's husband, uh, what's her name? Lamar oh, Odom. Lamar Odom. Like, he yeah. doesn't really want... Like, he, he stays away. Right. Honestly, Enough. I only know about the show from Enough. magazine commercials. Enough. And- 
other people talk. I, I saw that one guy yelling I at a waiter I knew. I can't even let you go on any longer. I'm sorry I brought it up. We're talking about the You saw him yelling at a waiter? Like I, that's indicative of a I terrible knew. person. If you fucking if you treat fucking wait staff badly, you're a fucking asshole. Well, of course. That's why I treat him nice. <laughs> I don't know. I think I just fizzled out a little bit. What a great place to fizzle. Show's over. Um, no, uh, the uh, I saw. Uh, there, I'm just. I just get paranoid talking about the Kardashians because it's like slowly it sucks you in. You know. All right. So the only other show I wanted to talk about is uh, there's a show. It's called. Uh, he goes into restaurants and he. Um, he redoes them. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Like mm-hmm. he'll go into your failing restaurant. Oh, for his own t- ten thousand bucks, something like no, that. No, no, it's called Restaurant Impossible, I think. And oh. he goes into a restaurant that's failing. It's always great to see because it shows a lot about human beings. How we can. Me too, probably. Who's who's fiddling Sorry. with the mic? Um, that's okay. Um, where you you know you could be failing in life and having a hard time, and then when I say mean too, I mean I keep an eye on it. In my own life. You go if that. If you're seeing it there and it grosses you out, look in your own life and go, can there be little pieces of you in that, you know, that you can control? Like when you see something, a behavior you don't like, mm-hmm. you, most people like, if they see someone, like, I'll give you an example. If you see someone being overly rude to a waiter or a, waiters, a waiter or a waitress, sometimes you can go, God, that's nauseating because you don't do it to that magnitude and you should be commended for it. But are there any areas? Have you ever been short if you're on the set? I see people that are nauseated mm-hmm. by people being rude to waiters and waitresses and I think, oh, we're on the same page. And then I turned the next day and I watched them being rude to someone like maybe at the car wash. You're like, hmm, we just had this conversation and I thought that you had the same views I had. But obviously you talked a good game. There's people that can talk a good game and then you watch them on their daily life and you go, hmm, they don't really live it. You know, do, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So anyway, going to Restaurant Impossible, when I watch these people, their restaurants are failing. I'm, I know I'm making sense here. Their restaurants are failing. They go out on the business, but they fight it to the fucking end. And that's why, to me, it's such a great show, and I enjoy watching it. Like, everything's falling apart. This guy, by the way, show or not, they know in real life, he has a show for a fucking reason. Mm-hmm. That's how he got a show, by knowing what he fucking does. And that person, ding, they came to your door, your producers, and they're going to redo your restaurant. They're going to spend ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 and shoot it, and you don't just go, whatever you fucking want. They're still fighting it. And people are like that sometimes, mm-hmm. even when their life, when everything's not working for them. When help comes their way, they fight it. So when you see it in that restaurant show, it just shows it for what it is. But I'm always saying, take a mirror to yourself. Could there be an area in your life you're doing the same thing? So anyway, with that in mind, I'm willing to give a restaurant a second chance. Here's, here's that long story up to this. Except when it's filthy. Because he had one last week where he literally went into the basement and he pulled out some refrigerators. And you could tell it was real. He started to vomit. You, you know what I mean? He was just like, that is... The, that I'm not willing to give you a second chance on. Maybe because you're selling too many things at your restaurant. You don't know it's dated. It doesn't have a good look. No one's doing accounting right. I'll give you a second chance on that. But filth, Furniture's out of date. Yeah, filth. And on a scale from 1 to 10, I'll even go if it's – they go, well, listen, you've got to keep your vents cleaned. All right, they didn't know. They didn't, but filth that's going to make you vomit. So I'm thinking, how could these people let this show air? And then people in that neighborhood go eat there. Oh, we'll give them a second chance. When, there, when, when something was so dirty in that restaurant, it made uh, the guy who's doing a show there barf. And then uh, you, the, would, you, would you, if you lived in that neighborhood, would you give them a second chance? No, no. No, 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 no but there's no, way, there's no way the restaurant gets any control over whether or not it airs once, it's, once, once they agree to, for the taping. There's no way that the, the, well, the producers what, will let the restaurant say, oh, don't air this. That's a good point. So that's my point. Do the people realize, like, they must freak out? Because I think here's what happens maybe. In the, now, if it's everything else but filth, I think people 
genuinely, you hear the backstory. It's a family. They lost a, one time. They lost their husband, and she wanted the restaurant. She was trying to make it work with her kids. You hear the backstory. I'm willing to forgive a lot. That's what that song was about. Yes, exactly. it was really difficult because the kid was in a wheelchair. What? The mom wouldn't stop crying. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'll forget so my thought. So anyway, but I'm, I'm willing to forgive a lot. But filth. So here's what I think happens. I think. They stage it the first day when they're shooting it, and it looks crowded. But I think if you're watching that, picture if you lived, and there's that restaurant right there across the street from us. Make it, you know, bring it to us right now in our lives, and you're watching it, and you see a guy vomiting. Would you go, i got to go give that place a second chance? So I'm wondering if they're fucked after the show airs, if it's filth-related, if it's filth-related. You know, I would really like to know because I can't imagine anybody watching that show. There was another one where they had a yogurt shop and she went to eat the yogurt. It was a redo show. And she goes, oh, my God, it's sour. And the girls go, yeah, she won't let us change the ice cream machines until two days past where oh, Ooh, I would never I would never give that, that place another chance. What you think they're going to learn their lesson if you don't know that filth and sour, you know, things is not a nice thing to do to a customer. You didn't learn it. You're still going to be that person. You didn't. Yeah. They might redo your carpeting and redo, give you new machines. But I don't know. I don't know why well, I found it interesting. And that stuff, but filth and that stuff. The reason why that's unforgivable is that's easy. You could be stupid and still know how to clean. When you're that filthy, you it just takes you have time. a disres- You have no respect for the customer whatsoever because you you know it's that's just pure filth. Something's anyway. All right. Maybe you don't know how to run a restaurant. Maybe you're ordering from the wrong place. Maybe you're spending too much overhead. Maybe you're just you're bad at business. That's fine. But it, it fucking takes – all it takes is time to clean stuff, yeah. and you just don't want to spend that. You can't, you can't say, oh, I learned so much. I didn't know that having a filthy, disgusting restaurant that made you barf, I didn't know about that it was wrong. Thank God I learned. <laughs> it's starting to rain outside really bad, but we got to wrap it up. It was a show that was all over the place, and I felt like I didn't articulate anything I said well throughout the whole evening. Oh, Jesus, it's really getting bad out there. But what time is it right now? 6.30. 6.30. So we're going in for the wrap-up. Daniel, did you... Are you, are you, you see it out there? The I just thought, is, that the, is that the Smokey and the Bandit car? That's not the actual Smokey and the Bandit car, but it's a... Can I get my picture near it? You damn right you can. Not in it, but just near it. Like yeah, Daniel charges $10. He takes pictures of people in the cars. I frame it for you, the whole thing. It's yeah, nice. You frame it in that, in that cheap paper frame? Uh-huh. Like you get yeah, it I got it in my car. I frame it for you. I do the whole it thing. It cost really. me $10 for Daniel to take it on his phone and then text it to me. <laughs> That's good. That's low overhead. The other day, I woke up... Um, you oh. gonna take us out with that? I don't know. Teddy Bear was that? That was that worth was worth it. I don't know how much you paid for that song, but money. I didn't well pay spent. for it. I got it off the internet. Everybody that heard it should just go buy it. So then, uh, that guy wherever he is now will go. What the fuck? Yeah, he'll have some fucking weird bump, some iTunes bump. <laughs> <laughs> Your song went crazy. <laughs> we'll take a break. It's thundering outside. We'll take a break. Like, we'll be right back right after this, and we'll say goodbye. Hey, Todd, it's Graham. Uh, I just had a quick question for you. You might be, I'm not sure if you're on the road or not, but um, it's not a huge thing. I was just wondering if you knew who let the dogs out. Why is he bothering me with this? It's like, like, don't kill yourself getting back to me. I just kind of want to know. I mean, they have a fenced-in yard, so it's not like a big deal. But uh, it's just kind of weird. I don't know. The dogs just keep getting let out, and I'm just trying to figure out who let the dogs out. Did he leave you, you know, this message recently? Oh, yes. But not a huge deal. He's out of his fucking uh, mind. He tries to so underplay well, it, but uh, it bothers him. Listen. You know, he tries to act and, all cool. Uh, call me when you can or just send me a text or whatever. Not so cool, but like, it's not bothering him. All right, buddy. Much. I'll talk to you. I don't know who let mm-hmm. his dogs out. I think it's crazy. 
That's a little bit weird that he's calling me, right? Are you sure he didn't leave you this message a few years ago and you just heard it recently? No, no, no. He's still calling about that from back then. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> someone reopened the door again and the dogs got out again. Oh, somebody got out again. Okay. Yes, yes. Somebody <laughs> got out again. So he has a fenced in yard. Okay. And he said it doesn't. So don't bother me with it. First of all, why would I even be at his house? I don't go to his That's house. That's true. Why would I let his dogs out? Okay, we got to go. Um, Blake? I just wanted to talk about my Twitter account at Blake Wexler. How much do you if want to talk time, about? If we have time, I don't know, like five to twenty minutes. Yeah, move over, Katie. You can talk no. about it. No, Katie's got to get over to the uh, melting pot, right? Meltdown. Meltdown. Can I just say something really, really, really quick? Uh, thank you, everybody who listened and uh, added me. I am now officially have more followers than Blake. Uh-huh. Hey, that's not true. That's not true. No. All right, everybody, get your fucking shit together. How many do you guys have? I don't understand. If you listen to the show, and I'm not yelling at you, you're very nice, and I know I don't want to become, you know, can't you just follow him? Just follow me. Me too, by the way. I never promote anything. I don't say anything stupid or inflammatory. All right, I I do say a lot of inflammatory things. But I always think of something funny and pithy to say. I'm full of pith, as Woody Allen would say. In, uh, I'm performing with Doug um, Stanhope this weekend. You serious? Do, yeah, Doug Stanhope is, uh, Where? is the headliner. Where? Go Bananas Comedy Club, Cincinnati. Oh, that'll Iowa. be fun. Tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. I'm going to stop you, by. You should. You, you should. Pay, will they pay I'll, my airfare? I'll put you on the list. Okay. I'll put you on the list at Delta. I'll put you on the list at the okay. door at the Comedy Club. I'll send a car for you. March 15th, I'll be doing Katie's Room. Yeah, Odd Thursdays. Oddthursdays.tumblr.com. And, and you can follow gonna... me on Twitter at KT underscore money. And also, if you're in Winnipeg, Canada, if you live in Winnipeg or around Winnipeg, I will be at Rumors Comedy Club for starting uh, March I 8th. heard that. I didn't think it was true. <laughs> Rumors. Get it? He got you good, motherfucker. Oh, he got you good. See you next week. Daniel Stupid. You don't do the voice guy. Radio voice. This is the end of the show. Right now they're hearing it. Until tomorrow, America. Take care of each other. And go give a crippled boy a ride in your car. Okay. 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 We just walked away from the mics. Bring the music back. I know I went to the closing and that was great. But I'm in Vancouver. Today's Friday. I have a show tonight. I have a show Saturday. And I did a show last night. It was Thursday. So find out where I'm at. I don't know. <laughs> even though it still made me laugh, <laughs> like even though like we've joked about that, but something uh, like I don't know how it went yet. <laughs> I know it went great. Uh, I'm, I'm totally full of myself. No, it was so much fun last night. Let me tell you, these Vancouver crowds, I just love them. Last night, I talked to some people after the show. They watched the podcast. We were sold out. And last night, Thursday night, I was in Vancouver, and the show. Just great. It was just great fun. So it really did go good. And then we have shows tonight. I think there's a few tickets left, like maybe four, five. I'm not joking around. 
And then Saturday, we have, I think, maybe the same thing, like a few scattered seats. But, you know, together. If you're a group, we can get you together. We might have ten. Uh, we have, uh, well, we have, we have scattered. We have some scattered. But then we have groups of four and three and six available also. But that's it. And then we have a few scattered one-seaters here and there. So, anyway... And uh, Sunday is good, but Thursday was fun. I went out last night. I got coked up. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When you're in Vancouver, they know how to fucking party. Some people came up to me after the show. They go, hey, you like to do a little... <laughs> I go, you shove coke in my nose? You're damn right I do, and it peps me up. I went out. I got coked up, potted up, sniffed magic markers. Oh, nothing more fun than that. Vancouver, you're good people. Until tomorrow, on behalf of Katie, Blake Wexler... Mikey, Chris Burden, Jeff Tate, Sensitive, who's not here today, and God dang, we miss him. You know, he's our teddy bear. That's how we met Sensitive. And Daniel, thank you. Sensitive, well, we may as well just roll it in. This is Sensitive. My daddy used to have a podcast. But now I just sit at home with my sensitive crippled legs. Are you out there? Can anybody hear me? Breaker 1-9, this is Todd Glass from the Todd Glass Podcast. Go ahead, sensitive. Boy, I'd like to come be part of a podcast and have fun. But with my crippled legs and my mama won't drive me over there. I guess I'll never have a podcast again now that my daddy died because he used to have a podcast. Well, let me tell you something, Sensitive. I'm going to come get you and pick you up with your crippled legs and bring you over to the podcast. Well, when I got over there, you won't believe what I saw around the block. I saw Joe Rogan. I saw Jimmy Pardo. I saw the Sklar brothers. I saw Paul F. Tompkins. I saw Bonnie McFarlane and her, her, uh, Rich Voss. I saw everybody over there. I saw the nerdist Chris Hardwick was first in line with a big cake. Everybody was waiting, had our podcast areas set up. (laughs) And we did a live show off the Cripple Boys lawn. And I'll tell you what, I'd never seen anybody so happy. Mark Marin was there. He interviewed him. (laughs) Who else could interview the kid? I mean, we, we thought it was a good idea to Mark Marin. <laughs> Mark Marin can handle it, you know? And I never had so much fun. And now I'm part of the Todd Glass Show. This is sensitive here. And I go every week, and they, they, they carry me up the stairs. Chris Burden carries me. He doesn't have a car, but he carries me from the, from the valley over the... Cr- Over the hill, whatever that street is, Crescent Heights, Lark Canyon, right down to the studio every day. And I want to thank Chris Hardwick for making my dream come true. Who was my daddy that had the podcast, you ask? We'll tell you next week. Who was my daddy? Now leaving Nerdist.com.